at the trial of this uh, constituted in any way like this? What rule did you shoot him under? Like this? Oh, no, sir, no, it wasn't quite like this. No, 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 sir, it wasn't quite so handsome. And as for rules, we didn't carry military manuals around with us. We were out on the veldt fighting the boar the way he fought us. I'll tell you what rule we applied, sir. We applied rule 303. We caught them and we shot them under rule 303. Those were the words of Breaker Morant after he committed war crimes in South Africa on behalf of the British troops. He was an Australian soldier who went to fight in the Boer War and committed war crimes against the, the civilian population in that country. Today, an Australian court, for the first time, found that 14 years after war crimes were committed by Australia's most decorated soldier, Ben Robert Smith, it is ruled that the SAS veteran committed murders in Afghanistan during the Afghan Afghanistan War. Let's go to the judge now in the defamation trial. The applicant is the SAS officer Ben Robert Smiths, and the respondents are the media that published the articles saying that he was a war criminal. The most serious allegations made in the particulars of truth are that the applicant murdered or was complicit in or and responsible for the murder of Afghan males who were under control or containment. That allegation is made in relation to two Afghan males on a mission to Whiskey 108 on the 12th of April 2009, one Afghan male on a mission to Darwin on the 11th of September 2012, one Afghan male on a mission to Chinatu on the 12th of October 2012. One Afghan male on a mission to Sai Chow on the 20th of October 2012. And one Afghan male on a mission to Faisal on the 5th of November 2012. The particulars of truth also contain serious allegation that the applicant assaulted person 17 on or about the 28th of March 2018 in a hotel room in Canberra. In addition, there are allegations against the applicant of assault of Afghan males under detention, bullying of an Australian soldier and making a threat to another Australian soldier. Three years ago, a Chinese government official issued a statement on Twitter that he was shocked by the murder of Afghan civilians and prisoners by Australian soldiers. He said, we strongly condemn such acts and call for holding them accountable. The response by the Prime Minister Scott Morrison, the opposition leader Anthony Albanese and the Foreign Minister Penny Wong, then the leader of the ALP in the Senate, it said that this was a falsified image of the Australian involvement in Afghanistan. Prime Minister Morrison said that it was a repugnant post and he was backed up in that by Anthony Albanese and Penny Wong. Morrison's words were particularly galling when you consider that his government has locked up refugees from this war and others indefinitely. The shame is upon us. 
that we did not stop their predecessors, Howard, Gillard, Abbott, Rudd and Turnbull, from marching into that war. Upon hearing the findings, the Commonwealth immediately intervened and sought a suppression of the reasons for the decision until such time as they could make sure that there were no national security concerns that were being violated by those reasons. Let's go to the judge. All right, well, in relation to that matter, I'll make the following orders. There is to be no disclosure by publication or otherwise of the open court reasons for judgment until either the Commonwealth notifies the court and the parties that it has no objection to publication of the open court reasons or 2pm on Monday the 5th of June 2023, whichever is the earlier, Two, Order 1 does not prevent disclosures of the open court reasons to and between authorised persons. One of the big mysteries of this case is that why would Ben Robert Smith expose himself to the possibility of these findings by taking an action against the media outlets concerned? And why would his employer, Kerry Stokes at Channel 7, um, indemnify him against the costs? Ben Robert Smith is currently the general manager of Channel 7 in in Queensland. The reasons why this was a slam dunk, as the media has been saying today, is contained in these admissions by the most senior general within the Australian military, Angus Campbell, who hung Ben Robert Smith out to dry and labelled him clearly as the scapegoat of the Australian military adventure into Afghanistan. And in the process, uh, the the honesty of Angus Campbell is to be questioned, given that there is very little doubt that the Afghan people, the Taliban, the various other parties to the conflict did not want Australian troops in Afghanistan. And why should they have been there? We only went there at the behest of the United States on their military adventure after 9-11. Angus Campbell. Burton considered in detail 57 allegations of incidents and issues. He found there to be credible information to substantiate 23 incidents of alleged unlawful killing of 39 people by 25 Australian Special Forces personnel, predominantly from the Special Air Service Regiment. Those alleged to have been unlawfully killed were all people under control, in lay terms, prisoners, farmers, or other civilians. This shameful record includes alleged instances in which new patrol members were coerced to shoot a prisoner in order to achieve that soldier's first kill in an appalling practice known as blooding. Turning to the Inspector General's report, he found none of the alleged unlawful killings were described as being in the heat of battle. None were alleged to have occurred in circumstances in which the intent of the perpetrator was unclear, confused or mistaken. And every person spoken to by the inquiry thoroughly understood the law of armed conflict and the rules of engagement under which they operated. These findings allege the most serious breaches of military conduct and professional values. The killing, the unlawful killing of civilians and prisoners is never acceptable. It's my duty 
and that of my fellow chiefs to set things right. To the people of Afghanistan, on behalf of the Australian Defence Force, I sincerely and unreservedly apologise for any wrongdoing by Australian soldiers. I've spoken directly with my Afghan counterpart, General Zia, to convey this message. Such alleged behaviour profoundly disrespected the trust placed in us by the Afghan people who had asked us to their country to help them. It would have devastated the lives of Afghan families and communities, causing immeasurable pain and suffering. And it would have put in jeopardy our mission and the safety of our Afghan and coalition partners. But we reflect upon why he had the greatest honours ever bestowed on a soldier. We question the political leadership of the subsequent prime ministers and their foreign ministers who participated in this war. Uh, They, of course, were John Howard, followed by Kevin Rudd, followed by Julia Gillard, followed by Tony Abbott, followed by Scott Morrison. And we reflect upon the knowledge that must have been held inside the Australian military forces in Afghanistan that war crimes were being committed by Australian troops and the knowledge that must have been held by the Prime Minister, the Leader of the Opposition and the Foreign Minister and uh, about these matters. And we wonder about why it is that 14 years have passed before those war crimes have been admitted to in an Australian court for the first time. And what of the Australian media? What did they do during those 20 odd years that we were in Afghanistan? Did they ever really challenge what was going on there? I don't think so. And it was pretty well sickening to me to listen to these words from Chris Masters after the judge gave his decision. I don't want people to think of this as a bad day for Australian soldiers. I think of those soldiers that not only had physical courage, but also moral courage. Nick and I know them well. We've spent a lot of time with them. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud that they're out there, that as journalists we can meet Australian people who are prepared to tell a difficult truth and stand up to it. This military adventure is not unlike that of Vietnam, where the Vietnamese people eventually drove the United States and Australian troops out of Indochina. In a similar way, the Afghan people, they also have driven out the United States and also Australia. We've got to go back to 2001, when John Howard committed Australian troops to Afghanistan at the behest of George Bush Jr. That was as a result of 9-11. George Bush Jr. decided he was going to go into Afghanistan and then later into Iraq to pursue what he said were the culprits. When all of the intelligence reports said suggested that the culprits were the Saudis, they were coalition partners of the United States and have had an arrangement with the United States for many years, particularly being armed by the United States to assist them in their genocidal war against Yemen. The US has been conducting drone strikes in Yemen for the last 16 years. The so-called signature strikes 
have aimed to suppress members of Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula. But the campaign has killed scores of civilians targeting houses, schools, hospitals, markets, and even wedding processions. They would kill two or three from Al-Qaeda on one hand, and 10 or 15 civilians on the other hand. Where's this Al-Qaeda they claim to be killing? There are many other incidents like ours due to Bronx. They just kill us without even making sure that we are missing There are no reports of the precise number of civilians and the U.S. government does not provide adequate explanations detailing their strike. There are no better friends than the United States and Australia. Are you confident that Australian officials involved in intelligence transfers to the U.S. through facilities like Pine Gap are immune from future accusations or allegations of persisting war crimes? I'm very confident without admitting any of the assertions or premises of your question. ASIO and its officers operate in accordance with Australian law. I lay there gasping my last breath.